I, uh, I wanted to go ahead and tell the church about something. I wanted to go ahead and let you know so when you hear about this, um, you can confirm it. It's, a, it's, it's not a rumor, it's true. In about two years, and there's a reason for this, in about two years, I am going to go skydiving. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. If I die, I meet Jesus. It's, I win. I win. Um, now, I'm just kind of curious in the room, how many have... I'm, I'm saying you've legit been skydiving. Don't raise your hand because you want attention because I'm, I'm going to call on some people, okay? So, like, you've legit been skydiving. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Now, I'm not going to call you up on stage. Raise it high. Dear God, it's because somebody's like this. No, no, raise it, raise it high. I want to see it. You, did you go? Did, did you have fun? Was it fun? Would you do it again? You would. Okay. Anybody in, in this section? Right back here. Was it fun? Would you do it again? Probably not. Not really what I was looking for, but thank. But but I but but you went, but you went. I, now here here's the thing. I've never wanted to go. Um, I've always said that that if an accident's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. I know you have to jump with somebody. That but that just means I'm strapped to the guy that dies with me. That's all that means. But Karis, my daughter, um, turned 16 in two years. We are, that's mind blowing. Or like actually um, le- less than two years. And you can legally skydive. At 16, and she, we were talking one night. She said, I want to do that. And I was like, well, that sounds fun. She said, you should go. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, baby? I, I should. I should. And you know what? I will. And I said yes to something that I w- always said no to simply because of who I'm connected to. She's my daughter. I want to I go with her. I want to have that experience with her. It's great. Um, many of you know how I feel about camping. Some of you love camping and and I'll say it like I always say, if you want to go and pretend to be homeless, that's fine. That's the, you, you paid a lot of money to go do that, and that's amazing. And I'm not interested at all. I don't care how nice your RV is. By the way, there is no such thing as a nice RV. There's a nice Ritz-Carlton, but there's not a nice RV, all right? So I'm, I'm not interested at all. And so I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting married in less than five weeks. Can you believe that? And so... Shannon and I, Shannon's my fiance, we, 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 she told me about this thing called glamping. And it's like legit, like it's like five-star camping. Now, I've always thought it was stupid because it's still camping. And so we were sitting on the couch the other night going through Instagram, and she said, oh, this is glamping. She said, you know, when we get married, we should go. Would you like to go glamping? And what I meant to say was no freaking way. But what I said was, I would love to. That's what came. <laughs> Husbands, did I get that right? Did I, did I get, was that about right? Was that about right? Um, once again, it's because of the connection. I'm, it, it, it's not that I want to go. It's that she wants to go and I'm connected to her. And all of us have those kind of friends that we get connected to and they talk us into some good things. Now, some of us have some friends that... If they call us and their, their number pops up on a Friday, we're like, Ugh, do I want to answer this? Because if I answer this and if I say yes, I'm either going to wind up in jail or singing karaoke music with a lampshade on my head. And I'm not sure I want to. I mean, how many people know that you can have some good connections and how many people know that you can have some bad 
connections. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you don't have to point at your back connection. You, just, you can just say you have them. Now, the main point I want to cover today, we're going through the book of Ruth. We started last week. We're going to be there for the next several weeks. The main point I want to cover today is, is this, and we'll spend the rest of our time together talking about this one main point, and it's this. Oh, let's try it again. Bam. Okay, this ain't working. There we go. What and who we are connected to will ultimately determine what we do. This is true. This is true about our friends. This is about, true about the people we do life with. And, and it's also true about the church that we choose to connect to. We're, we're, we're called in Scripture to connect to, to other people. We're called, in church, we're called in Scripture to connect to a body. And what, are who, what and who we are connected to will ultimately determine what we do. And I'm going to show you that in, in the story today. It takes an amazing twist. Now, let me catch everybody up. And if you weren't here last week, this is, this is, a, this is where we are. And if you were here last week, this is a review. Um, we started last week by talking about a guy named Elimelech. And his name meant God is king. And he walked away from Bethlehem. And Bethlehem means house of bread. That's going to come back into play today. And they went to the land of Moab. We talked about you, you weren't supposed to go to Moab the, the Moabites were pagans. They worshiped false gods. They were into idolatry. They sacrificed their children in the fight. Like nothing good happened in Moab. But that's where Elimelech took his whole family. And his, he had a wife named Ruth and two sons named Malon and Kilion. While they're in Moab, Elimelech dies. And then Malon and Kilion married two Moabite women. That's going to come into play this week and next week. Moabite women. They were Moabite women. What kind of women were they? They were Moabite. Okay, we got that. You weren't supposed to do that. Jewish people were strictly forbidden in the Torah from marrying people from a different nationality. But when you get in Moab, you just do what the Moabites do. All of us have been there. We've done things that we've been in places we know we shouldn't be. And we've done some things that we know we shouldn't do. All of us, have, all of us can relate. All of us can relate. Well, Malon and Kilion eventually die. And we said last week that the miracle was that Naomi heard that God was providing in Bethlehem again. And we talked about how we can hear that God is doing something even when we're so far away from him. So Naomi told Ruth and Orpah, these were her daughters-in-law, I, we're going back, I'm going back to Bethlehem, and they're like, we're going with you, and that's where we're going to pick up the story. It takes an interesting turn right here. Watch this. Here we go. But on the way, so they're on their way from Moab to Bethlehem, and there, there's blessings in Bethlehem, and so they're on their way towards these blessings. Now, it's, a, it's not an easy journey especially for three women traveling together. I mean, you had to walk through the Valley of the Dead Sea, and it was mostly uphill toward the end. I mean, it's, it's a crazy journey. So while they're on their way, Naomi said to her, to her two daughters-in-law, go back to your mother's homes, and may the Lord reward you for your kindness to your husbands and to me. Now, we don't know at what point on the journey they were on. We don't know what triggered her. But she turns around and she looks at these two girls and she says, you need to go, just leave me alone. Now, they put up, they put up some resistance. They, 
May the Lord bless you with the security of another marriage. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they all broke down and wept. So you got a bunch of crying women in the middle of the road, which I, I guess is nothing's changed in thousands of years, right? There we go. I'm just <laughs> keeping it real. No. They said. They both said no. We're not walking away. We are not walk, we, we are with you on this journey. We want to go with you to your people. I mean, they're not our people, but they're your people, and we want to go with you to your people because our people are weird, and your people seem, from everything you said, your people seem a little bit better than our people. But Naomi replied, why? Should, why? Why? Why do you want to go with me? It's a, good, it's a good question. Why would you go with me? Can I still give birth to other sons who would grow up to be your husbands? No, my daughters, return to your parents' homes, for I am too old to marry again. And even if it were possible, and I were to get married tonight and bear sons, then what? Would you wait for them to grow up and refuse to marry someone else? No, of course not, my daughters. Things are far more bitter for me than for you. So is, is, is she bitter, yes or no? Yes. yes. She's bitter. She's bitter. Because the Lord himself has raised his fist against me. Now, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But let's, let's show Naomi a little bit of grace. She's bitter. She said, God's against me. She had, had a tough season, right? Yeah. Now, all of us handle, all, all of us know what it's like to have a bad day. Everybody in this room, you handle bad days differently. Some people like to go for a walk. Some people like to go for a run. I like to sit on my back deck and prop my legs up and enjoy a good cigar. I love that. And that's how I handle. Everybody has a different way of handling a bad day. But Naomi hadn't had a bad day. She had had a bad season where one thing after another just kept going wrong. It, she, she, she probably had to stop saying things can't get worse. Because as soon as she said things can't get worse, it seemed like it seemed like from the outside God was like, oh yeah, watch this. And then something else bad would happen. And there are people here today or people watching online, you understand exactly what this is like. Where you, you have a bad season and you're like, all right, well maybe I'm coming out of this bad season. I mean, what else could possibly go wrong? And then unfortunately, you find out the answer to that question. And over time, if we're not careful, we will become bitter, just like Naomi became. And what did Naomi do when she became bitter? She pushed people away. She pushed people away. Leave me. Go back home. And you've heard me say this before, and you'll hear me say this until the day Jesus takes me home. Solitude is wonderful. Isolation will destroy you every single time. If the enemy can convince you of anything, the enemy will convince you that no one wants to be around you. You're better off by yourself. And if he can get you by yourself, his next step is to convince you the world would be better off without you. And I'm talking to somebody today. 
Because Naomi, Naomi, she's pushing them away. Now, let's, let's be fair. To, let's, let, let's not fuss at Naomi for a second. She's pushing them away. Just like we, when we have bad circumstances, we do it too. I've done it. You've done it. We've all done it. We push people away because we, we began to think thoughts like this. Well, they're going to leave anyway. When they find out, they're, they're, they're going to leave anyway. They're going to abandon me anyway. So we will either consciously or subconsciously push people away because we fear they're going to leave us anyway. We get insecure. Why, why, why do they want to even be with me in the first place? And there are people in this room that right now, I, I know this because I've done this. You're trying to push people away. And you think... Isolation is going to set you free when in actuality it's how Satan puts chains on you. Because the last person you need to be with in a season when you've gone through this is you. It's the last person you need to be with. So, so here's what's crazy. They said, they said, we are with you. Orpah and Ruth, right? Orpah and, no, we are never leaving you. We will never leave you. And Naomi said, nah, y'all got to go. So, so again, they went together and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. Orpah was like, peace. She was just looking for a way to get out. All of us have been there. You're just looking for a way to get out. I remember Karis was in this little Christmas thing one time where she had to go and sing. If you're a parent, you've had to go to school Christmas things. They're, they're horrible. They're, they're awful. And some of you might be a teacher going, we work hard to put that together. It's horrible, okay? You should just do it virtually every year or, or send a video. or what, it's, it, you, If you have to sit through those things as a Christian, it's the closest to hell that I will ever get. It's, it's, it's awful. And I remember one year Karis was in this program, but she was in preschool, and, and she, I remember she came home and she said, Daddy, the preschoolers can leave early. They don't have to sit through the entire thing. And it went through like sixth grade. I went, there is a God, and he does love me because I'm just trying to get out. I'm just trying to get out of the situation. And all of us have been in situations like that where we, were, we, we went, but we're trying to get out. We're looking for that window out. I, I'm not exactly sure what was going on here, but Orpah who told Naomi, I will go with you, as soon as she had the opportunity, she decided, oh, I'll just go back to Moab. Because don't miss this. As we're going to see over the next few weeks, there are blessings in Bethlehem that, were, that are eventually going to blow Naomi and Ruth's mind. But the easy thing to do is go back to Moab. Because Moab is where things are safe. And Moab is where things are comfortable. And Moab is where things are predictable. I mean, you know what you're going to get in Moab. But if you're going to walk towards the Lord and you're going to experience his blessings, there's a lot of uncertainty there. Which, by the way, the Bible says his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So we should walk that way toward excitement. But sometimes, instead of walking towards Bethlehem, we would choose to walk toward Moab, and Orpah decides, you know what? The journey isn't worth it. I'm going to go back to Moab instead of going to Bethlehem. And I said all that to say this. There are going to be seasons in your life 
where you have people that you thought were your friends and they're going to stick with you up until a point and they're going to walk away. And if they're going to walk, let them walk. Because, listen to me, I'm not saying, I'm not being mean. I'm telling you, if Ruth and Naomi had chased, had chased Orpah back to Moab, the story's over. The story is over. If somebody's with you and they're going to walk, let them walk. Some relationships end peacefully. And that's good. I mean, you, you move somewhere and you lose contact and you, you say, we're going to stay in touch, but, but you really don't. Some, some relationships are, are for a season and those are good and you still maintain those friendships. And then, and then sometimes when people walk away and everybody in this room knows what this like, everybody in this room knows what it's like to have a hater. Some people in this room know what it's like to be a hater. Different message, different time. Different message, different time. I've done it too. I've done it too. But you have haters who who who'll walk away from you and who'll talk smack about you and they say things that are untrue. We don't we don't know how Orpah left. But for those of you that are consumed by haters, let me let me tell you one of the best things that some of y'all can do this week, just listen to me, is just not get on any social media. If I could if I could tell you the number of conversations that I've had, Pastor, pray for me. Why? Well, I was on Facebook the other day and. Thelma said, da 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 da. Like, first of all, Thelma was on Facebook? <laughs> so, how well do you know Thelma? Well, I don't, but it's what she said. Let me, let me ask you a question. Let's say, let's say I, I heard this the other day and it just made so much sense. Let's say that today, when you left, second chance, we handed you $86,400 in cash. Yeah, somebody said, Amen. <laughs> Is that the first time you've ever said amen in church? Because I, I would have amen that right there. <laughs> now, let me tell you something about church people. Let me tell you something about church people. We could do this and some church people will get mad. Why couldn't you just, you said round it up last week. Why couldn't you round it up to 86,500? Pastor Pete, why not, why not 90,000? You know, but 86,400, that's a lot of money, isn't it? Is that a lot of money? Yeah. 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 Some of y'all might be in here going, no, see me after the service. <laughs> I'd like to talk to you about how to pay this thing off. But say, let's say you had $86,400 in your hands and you, and, you, and you put it down for just a second and you came back and you realized that somebody had taken $10 from you. So you still had $86,390. Here's my question. How much money would you spend trying to get that $10 back? None. Would you pay $1,000 to get that $10 back? Yes or no? No. Would you spend $10,000? Trying to get that $10 back. If somebody wanted that $10, would you just be like, you know what? If you want that $10, take that 10. Here's another 10. God bless you. I got some, I got, I got to go get some food. Now, all of us connect with it. There's nobody in the room that said, I'll spend hundred dollars to get that $10 back, because that would just be stupid. They said, Pat, Pastor B, where are you going with this? We've got 86,400 seconds in a day. And you can get money back, but you can't get time back. And it takes somebody about 10, 10 seconds to insult you. Why would you spend 100 seconds responding? Why would you let them steal your time? If they're going to walk, let them walk. Because, 
Because at the end of the day, you don't want somebody leading you back to Moab. You got to go towards Bethlehem. There's blessings in Bethlehem. It's safer in Moab. It's more comfortable in Moab. To get to Bethlehem, it's going to take some walking. But when you get there, you'll never think about Moab again. Now, this is where it gets super interesting. Watch this. This is great. I'm going to mess with some of y'all going to get mad. But once again, I got 86,400 seconds today. I ain't got time. <laughs> y'all can email Cole, our youth pastor. That's who we always tell to email the problems. I don't care at mysecondchancechurch.com. Anyway, but Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. What? Yeah. Ruth's, holding, Ruth's like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. In other words, she's still pushing. She's still not convinced. You still got to go. Here's where it gets insane. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people. And your God will be my God. Where, wherever you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. That's an intense speech, is it not? Yes. Now, let me, let's go back. I, I want to review it for just a second. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die and there I'll be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. Now, some of you are like, I've heard that before. Yeah, you have. In a wedding. Have you ever heard a couple? Now, if you, did the, if you had this in your wedding, it's cute. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's great. Um, but it wasn't a man and a woman saying this to each other. It was a person saying this to their mother-in-law. Now think about your mother-in-law for a second. If you could say anything to your mother-in-law, would it be this? <laughs> if you're sitting with your mother-in-law right now, it's real, it's real awkward. I just made it super awkward. And I'm, you can talk about that at lunch. You can talk about it at lunch. But that's an intense commitment, is it not? R Ruth said, I'm not leaving you. Now, here's what we got to work through. Why? Because Naomi didn't have any money. Like she wasn't going to, Ruth wasn't going to inherit any money. Ruth didn't promise her there's going to be abundance. Ruth didn't say, oh my God, or, or Naomi didn't say, oh my gosh, there's this amazing man. His name is Boaz, and you're going to meet Boaz, and it's going to be great. You're going to have children, and it's gonna be, your name's going to be in the lineage of Jesus. There was no promise. There's no reason that these two women stayed together other than a divine connection. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for the people that God has brought into my life over the years that were like a Ruth to me, that were divinely connected, that had no reason to stick with me, but stuck with me anyway. If you've ever accomplished anything significant in life, you know that the reason that you've accomplished it is is because of the connections that God has brought into your life. I would not even be alive. No. 
if it weren't for the connections that God had brought into my life and said, you, we see that you're on a journey and we're going to go with you. My thing is this, don't reject what God is trying to connect you to. Don't reject the people that God is trying to connect you to. Don't reject the house that God is trying to connect you to. Now, this is where it gets even a little bit. This is what I love about the Bible. It's so real, and it's so honest, and it's so raw. Love it. Here we go. Watch this. So the two of them continued on their journey. When they came to Bethlehem, Bethlehem means house of bread, right? House of bread. So when they came to the house of bread, it's kind of a, a picture of the church, if you will. So, that, so, so we can kind of imagine them walking into church. The entire town was excited by their arrival. Is it really Naomi? The women ask because she ain't been to church in a while. <laughs> like over 10 years, it's been like 10, 15 years. And she went to Moab. And you know the women's prayer group prayed for her. Dear God, bless her in Moab while she's out there sinning, doing all that horrible stuff. I mean, I mean you, you know how prayer, prayer people can get sometimes. Yep. It's gossip, right? Dear God, we thank you for Tina. We know she's pregnant, God, and we know only you know who the father is. <laughs> I'm just saying, hypothetically, I've heard a prayer like that before. Just saying. But they're excited to see, I mean, she's, she's here. She's here, oh my gosh, it's Naomi. Who's that with her? It's, I don't know, it's a Moabite. Do we let them in our church? Well, I guess we're going to have to because she's, okay, well, I don't know. So excited. People are like, no, she's here. God's going to do something in their life today. She's probably so excited to be here. Let's ask her how excited she is. She said, don't call me Naomi. Have you ever called somebody by their name? They said, don't call me that. Hey, Fred, don't call me Fred. <laughs> Jack? Bill? Don't call me Naomi. Instead, call me Mara. Mara means bitter. Have you, have you met these people? I have. She showed up to God's house bitter. Now, this is where I want to pause and say, oh. She's bitter. She shouldn't have came in the house of God. The Bible says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And we should walk in here with our hands up, praising God. Yeah, unless you've been through hell. I mean, I'm just saying, when you've been through what she's been through, and she's a little bit bitter, I kind of get it. If you're here today and you're a little bit bitter at God, I'm not fussing at you. I'm just telling you, you came to the right place. Because God's faithfulness is not impacted by our bitterness. God is bigger than our bitterness. He's not worried about us being bitter. In fact, he can cure that over time if we just let him. So, so she said, don't call, me, don't, don't call me Naomi. Naomi means sweetheart. Call me Mara. For the Almighty has made life very bitter for me. Pause. Let's say for a minute that Tommy Truthteller was there in church that day. Y'all know who Tommy Truthteller is? Tommy Truthteller is the guy that has nobody's, no, no friends because he's always telling everybody the truth. 
Because the truth is this. Hey, Naomi, God didn't make it better for you. You did that to you. You walked away. You went to Moab. You, you, it's your fault your sons died. You dragging this Moabite woman. We don't even know who she is. Dragging her back into Bethlehem. She's not even welcome here. Tommy Truth Teller. What if Tommy Truth Teller would have been there that day? Story's probably over. This is what I'm saying. Sometimes you just got to let people talk. I learned a long time ago that I'm a pastor. I am not the corrector in chief. Sometimes you just got to. Sometimes you just got to let people talk. You got to let them get it out. You got to let them express themselves. That it's 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 called healing. Take it from somebody who's who's been to rehab. If you don't get it out and it stays in, it gets worse. Oh, she goes on. Don't worry. She she's not done yet because she's really bitter. She proves it. I went away full. Pause. Did you? Did you go away full? Because I thought there was a famine when you left. So did, but, but here's what happens. Oftentimes, we'll glorify the past. And we'll, we'll say that it was better than it really was. She didn't go away full. She went away because of a famine. I went away full. But the Lord has brought me home empty. It was kind of your fault. I mean, that's what Tommy Truthteller could have told her. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has caused me to suffer? Okay, well, he didn't cause you to suffer. What's that? Well, you walked away. You did it to yourself. You did this to yourself. And the Almighty has sent such tragedy on me. How? I love the fact that she just got to express exactly how she felt. I want you to notice something. The word empty. She said, I showed up today empty. Not tired. See, if I'm tired, I can do something about that. I can take a nap. I can rest my legs. I can take a vacation. If I'm tired, I can do something about being tired. But when you're empty, you got nothing left. And you're questioning, why am I even here? Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Because of her connection with Ruth and her connection back to Bethlehem, the house of God. Ruth chapter 2, Ruth chapter 3, and Ruth chapter 4, we see Naomi step into blessings that she never would have imagined she would have gotten to experience. God absolutely blows her mind in the next several chapters. But my question is, would it have happened had she not been at a place where she could show up and say, I am empty? See, in the South, we're told, when you show up at church, you got to put on a happy face and you got to be happy no matter what. So when somebody meets you in the parking lot and says, how are you doing? You have to come up with phrases like, I'm just blessed in the Lord, walking in God's favor. How you doing? Good to see. I'm, I'm loving Jesus. I didn't get the parking place I wanted, but you know what? Jesus still loves me. I just want a place where I can show up and be real. And you do too. Now, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Don't, don't clap yet. Don't clap yet because you want a place where you can be real. But can, 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 can other people be real? See, 
If you're empty today, like if you feel like you've just got nothing in you, you got nothing to give, you're running on fumes, well, you came to the right place. Just because you are empty doesn't mean you stay empty. But the only way to begin to get your tank filled again is to admit where you are. See, Ruth's and Naomi, Naomi's circumstances did not change. But I think that when she was able to walk into a house and admit exactly how she felt, that in that moment, healing began to take place. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse 15, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. We get this backwards. Churches, if we find somebody happy, we try to make them weep. How you doing? I'm so happy you shouldn't be. You deserve hell. Jesus saved you. And if somebody's weeping, we try to make them happy. I'm so sad. Wow, I lost my, oh, don't worry about it. And we, and we try to, listen, if somebody's happy, we want to rejoice with you. And if somebody's weeping, we want to weep with you too. That's right. Exactly. Naomi and Ruth walk into a house. Ruth, by the way, had never been to the house of bread. She's brand new to this whole thing. Naomi had been, walked away, came back. They're both feeling really out of place, completely uncomfortable. She admits how she's feeling and what she's going through. And then the next verse says, So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by her daughter-in-law, Ruth, the young Moabite woman. Oh, man, next week we're going to talk about that. They arrived in Bethlehem in late spring at the beginning of the barley harvest. The barley harvest where Ruth meets Boaz, where they get married, where they have a son who has a son who has King David who eventually is included in the lineage of Jesus. All of this happens because Ruth stuck with Naomi said, I got your back. They got to the house of bread. And Naomi just confessed, this is who I am. This is what I'm going through. And her circumstances did not change in that moment. But I think her perspective did. So I want to talk to the person for just a second that feels empty today. You feel completely empty. You feel like you, you are at a crossroads. Maybe you can go with Orpah back to Moab. By the way, what happened to Orpah? We don't know. She walked away and stayed away. Or you can keep walking. You can stay on the journey. It's not easy. But it's right. And in this house, things may not be well in your life, but if you know Christ, listen, I've had to say this so many times. Things not, may not be well in my life, 
but they're well inside of me because of who Jesus is and because of who Jesus is and what Jesus has said in scripture that he wants for my life I've got to trust I've got to trust that the best is really yet to come so so understand this I'm going to ask you for the next few moments just to sit and think about this what if God didn't change your circumstances at all today but what if he changed your perspective and you knew that even though things weren't well in life they were well in your soul Father right now I pray in the name of Jesus God that you'll speak to us over these next few moments as we sit and listen to your word just be sung over us God that there would be something in each of our hearts and our minds that just clicks and we know Jesus God that even though our eyes can't see what you have for us that we know that you have our future in your hands and it will be well with our soul Jesus, thank you for the reality today that even though things may not be well in our lives, God, that they can be well inside of us. With heads bowed and eyes closed right now, if you're in this room and you are a Christian and you know Christ, but listen, you're just empty. You just feel spiritually empty. Use the place where you're standing right now as a place just to tell God, God, today, right now, I'm empty. I need you, Jesus, to fill me. I need today to be the beginning of a miracle in my life. And if you're here today and you're like, man, I need, I need someone to pray with me or pray for me, we've got a group of people that would love to do that. You can step out of your aisle and walk out the back doors. All right, we've got exits and there's people on our care team that would meet you they want to pray with you. They'll pray for you. They'll listen. Maybe you're here today and you're, you couldn't sing that song, It Is Well, with your soul because you don't know Jesus. You've never asked Jesus to come in your life. And if that's you and you want to give your life to Christ today, right where you stand, I want you to pray with me. Just right where you stand, just pray this in your heart. Just say, Jesus Christ, I know that I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I believe you died on the cross and rose from the grave to save me from my sin. And right now, Jesus, I receive you into my life. May you make things well with my soul. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you just prayed to receive Christ, if, you, if you're here and you just prayed to receive Christ, would you put your hand up straight up in the air just for a second because I want to pray with you. I want to celebrate with you. I want to pray for you. If you're online, you can do the hand raise emoji. Father, I want to thank you today, right now, that you have changed lives, that you have saved people. God, I want to thank you today that you have changed perspectives. Jesus, for the person that feels like they're alone, for the person that feels like they're empty, for the person that feels like things are falling apart, Jesus, may you help us today to understand that you are the God who saves, 
that you are the God who heals, that you are the God that restores, that you are the God that takes the old and brings it to new, that you are the God that takes things that are dead and brings them back to life, that we can know, God, that even though things might not feel okay, they're going to be more than okay because of who you are and what you're going to do in our lives. God, I pray that you would fill each empty person today with hope like they've never had, peace like they never had, and joy as we leave this place, knowing that even though things may not be well around us, they're well inside of us. And that's where healing starts. We love you for this miracle, Jesus. We thank you for it. And everybody that agreed said, amen. Amen. Are you glad you came to church today? Because I'm glad. I hope you guys have a great week, and we'll see y'all back next week for Ruth Chapter 2.